Welcome to the Relational Recovery Podcast. I'm your host, Wes Thompson, joined by my co-host, Austin Hill. Today, we're in part two in our conversation. We hope you enjoy. You used a couple words I think might help, be helpful to, to hear your definition. You've done a lot of work with culture. When we talk about culture, maybe for people hearing, how would you define culture? Yeah, it's uh, a couple years ago, that was word of the year for Webster's culture because it was so used so often. And so when people talk about culture, they, they mean things like the spirit of the place, the unwritten rules, uh, what people do when nobody's watching, how you really get things done around here. And people acknowledge that this, this influence is very important to sports teams, to hospitals. I've worked with hospitals. I've worked with sports teams. I uh, have worked with all sorts of organizations because every organization has a mission and has its operation of how they try to achieve it. It's process. The, 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 um, the refuge has a process and, uh, but that process is done well or poorly, poorly, depending on the culture. The culture is what enables people to bring excellence out in it, which is really uh, from a spiritual, it's spiritual, it's mental and emotional. And in a faith-based organization like the Refuge, I can say that um, cultures operate best when they're inspired by God, uh, when people are being guided by the Holy Spirit. And in secular businesses who, who don't have faith, they're, I, I believe they're being guided by God and the Holy Spirit, whether they know it or not. And that comes from, as, as I've told you, if you want to talk more about it, it comes from St. Thomas Aquinas, who, um, not me, <laughs> who, who, who um, declared that all truth comes from, to us through the Holy Spirit. And um, whether that person, that man, those women, those people realize it or not, God is trying to speak to us all the time and try to guide us. Yeah. I love that idea that all truth, all truth, you know, if we believe in the faith that we believe, all truth is God's truth. If God made the world, that's a beautiful thing to be reminded of. Um, when you were working, you know, I remember back, it was like to be towards the beginning of 2021 when we met and we started talking about this project and you spend a lot of time donating time to the refuge. Um, Cause your question, I remember last night we were talking about this with our board, but you, you asked my dad, who's the founder of the refuge, the question, you know, what do you think makes this work? Cause we've been very fortunate to see in the challenging space of recovery and addiction, um, some pretty, pretty incredible life transformation over the years. And, um, you ask the question, well, what do you do that works? And often what we've said is, well, uh, it's God, it's our faith. Um, and you as somebody who is a person of faith, but who also has a, has a scientific mind and obviously um, studied, s- studied in, in, in the lane of psychology. I guess the question for you that I'd, I'm curious is, could you share a little bit about what, what you discovered, some of your takeaways in doing some of that work with us when we think about the culture um, at the refuge when it comes to life change. Yeah. I remember your dad said, I, I, I don't know. Jesus just does it, you know, which is <laughs> true. It's true. Of, yeah. True of yeah. anything. Right. But uh, we're an active participant. And so it's, you know, through 
his revelation over the years, your dad and others learned how to do this. And if you want to replicate or pass it on, people don't have time to take 10 years or whatever amount of years it took to do that. They want to learn from you. How can I do that now? And there's no reason that we should keep that from people. Um, if we did, people wouldn't have written the Bible. You know, the Bible's there to help us understand the wisdom of, you know, thousands of years of experience, literally. Uh, and so we're trying to pass it on. And, and so we're trying to capture that. The things that, that stood out um, in, you know, interviewing your level in the organization, the directors, and then the frontline coordinators and, and some of the guys themselves, the consistent theme that came through it, the number one thing was unconditional love. And what's striking about that, when you think of, um, of addiction recovery organizations, uh, most of them would not say that's the thing that we need to provide our they would call them patients. We call them men. And um, really that we have all these, you know, medical degrees and psychology degrees, which I have as well. But, you know, I'm that just qualifies me to understand how God works. That's the purpose of science is, you know, to understand the movement of God in the world. That's again, St. Thomas Aquinas, not me. <laughs> uh, so, um, Unconditional love. And what is meant by that, uh, you know, your listeners probably know as well, uh, you know, and describe it, but it's, it's, um, being able to, um, love and love people even in correction. Uh, and, and there, uh, there's no conditions for the love. There are conditions for staying in the refuge. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Relational Recovery Podcast. We'll be back tomorrow with part three in our conversation. We'll see you then.